My life would be so much better If you was to drop dead I would feel so much better Freestyle I guess what I should talk to y'all first about is uh, a drop, uh, a hot 16 that was released last week. The hottest 16 that's been released in at least 30 or 40 years. Better than, um, hotter than um, when Mariah Carey dropped that diss against Eminem and had... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, or kill shot, or um, ether, hotter than ether. Yes, caught the attention of everybody all at one time. A lot of people smiled. A lot of people cried instantly when this leak got out last week. They're gonna overturn Roe, and. I don't think it was an actual leak. Here's why. By the time the decision gets through all the edits and they actually put out the decision, it's going to be midsummer, right? In June at the earliest. <laughs> How many people is going to be out of school then? So you have students and teachers, college students at traditional universities, uh, high school students, even middle school students and stuff, but um, high school students, teachers, instructors, um, they're going to be out of school. And then they're going to drop, if they drop a full decision like that all at once, it was about to be hell. So to take the power away from people, you quote unquote leak it. Now we've seen this all before. We know sometimes in the music industry, especially rappers and stuff, if they want to diss someone but make it seem like, uh, I didn't mean to, they leak it. It's leaked. If they want to release a song, period, that studio says, no. They leak it. You know what I'm saying? The Carter Three leaked. I'm not saying Wayne leaked that shit on purpose, but the Carter Three was the Carter Three leak was a masterpiece. The Carter Three was okay. The Carter Three is actually where I stopped being such a hard Wayne fan, um, and it was because the leak was better than the actual um, album. So, with that being said, um, I, I kind of—I'm not saying he did, but if I was Wayne with that collection of songs, that collection of songs, hell yeah, you're talking about. 
I wouldn't care if you was a prostitute, neighbor. That one. And, and la, la, la. And the one that goes on, Lord, protect me from my friends. All of my, protect me from my friends. Something about all of my enemies. That song. I'm about my spinach cheese dope. Et cetera, et cetera. Fuck the pedals. Fuck these rappers. Fuck these editors. Fuck the head of the state. Fuck the that <laughs> um, so Anyway, um, I'm just going straight up off the top of my head and I, I need to go download that album into my head to but I know like most of the songs on the album. Um a, a album that hard. It was that hard. Yo, I'm a beast. Yo, I'm a dog. And I'm a beast. Yo, I'm a dog. You know that I'm a beast. I'm a dog. That's it. Man. <laughs> An album of that caliber. And then uh, I think the lead song, it's, it's rare that I listen to a radio song from an album. But I think a Millie. I think he had like two or three songs that I rock with on that song. I think all of them were the singles too. But the leak was way better than the um, studio album. I'm talking about miles better. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of feels to me like the artist put the leak out and the studio put the album version out. So... Again, I'm not saying Wayne released his own shit. I have zero evidence of that. <laughs> um, other than my feeling. I feel like he had to release that. But also, a lot of people had this drive. So, I mean, had access to his drive according to the way they said he ran the schedule back then. So, I don't know. However, what the leak does is get people ready for the actual drop. So in Wayne's case, we were like, hey, a leak that fucking hard means that the album's going to be the shit. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> the leak was harder than the album to me. Um, in this case, dropping something that heavy in the middle of the summer where people got time. They, they just got finished with 2020 summer, right? People got time. The protest is about to be heavy. Now, we still know the protest is going to be out there now. But leaking that motherfucker a whole month, maybe month and a half ahead of schedule, it, it it's a power play. And a power play is in they don't have to worry about Super heavy protests in every city, in every state, and in Washington, D.C. going off at the same time. They ain't got to worry about a million women march going off at the same time because you're now prepared. You've now cried. You're now trying to find ways to get over this. So when it drops for real in the middle of the summer, that's going to be less pushback. So they think, Right. I mean, that's the reason to release it early for anticipation of what's really to come. Now, I hope that they're dead wrong. I hope people get together. 
and protested because in 2016 and 2015, Hillary Clinton said it to us. This was on the line. This was on the line way back then. Um, I'm not one of those people that say, uh, if you don't like what happened, get out and vote. No, no, because I'm actually at the point where I believe that if the person that you, well, I do believe in voting for someone that is on the panel, that is actually on the ticket. Um, When it comes down to a vote for the best possible outcome for you, right? What we need to do now is focus heavy on local shit, right? Um, Black Panther Party, right? Black Panther Party, they did not. I mean, they got real, really big. That, And I would actually say that the detriment of the Black Panther Party is they got too big of an organization, right? And that's because the FBI was able to infiltrate and disintegrate. They put plants in there. The plants began to turn them against each other as well as perform actions under that jacket, the Black Panther jacket. That was not necessarily the actions of the Black Panthers. Case in point, right? Black Panthers are marching down the street. Guns in hand. <laughs> not loaded. But just doing the Black Panthers, everything that you remember Black Panthers doing, watching the police, right? Um, marching to the state steps. Doing a speech, handling business as um, young black men and young black women, taking care of each other, um, performing tests for sickle cell um, people, handing out free school lunches. Like, but a party like this, all of a sudden, um, someone goes out and attacks. Some white people. One person goes out and attack four or five white people. And all of them end up getting their ass beat, right? Or a group of people marching down the street. One of those people goes over and kicks a cop. <laughs> like, yeah, stuff that black people don't do. Um, stuff that the Black Panthers didn't do. We didn't they didn't instigate. I'm not a black panther. Um I look up to them a lot, but I'm not one. I've never been part of any Black Panther Party. And I'm not saying this right now just to say I'm scared or anything like that. I'm just saying I just want to clarify. Uh, I highly look up to them, though, especially Fred Hampton. Now, an organization like this... um was basically torn apart because they were too big. So <laughs> what the government does now is they they do the same thing, but they do the same thing now. I, I just said it earlier. Um, 
it, it's kind of funny how the Willie Lynch project is now portrayed portrayed upon more people than just black people or descendants of slaves. Um, Willie Lynch theory has been pushed upon everybody now. <laughs> um, you guys are always trying to outdo each other. You're picking out the differences between you and the next person and using that to be combative. combative. And that's what they want. Like, as long as you're doing that, they ain't got no worries. Now, once you guys start, and I say you guys, I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I really mean you guys this time because I'm not, I don't mean every one of you guys, but I'm not part of this. <laughs> I'm not part of the beat up and take down mode. I'm, I'm not part of that. I'm part of the big up people, unless you are a straight up coon and you will sacrifice your people in the name of love to your oppressors. Um, that's the only thing I have problems with. <laughs> and I do not big up people like that. Um, outside of that, man, like it's a struggle between us and the oppressiveness that's going on. So if you think about it, so last year, during the George Floyd riots, I mean, not last year, two years ago, during the George Floyd on protests, I say riots because the news channels and all that said riots. So that, that part is in my head as well because I, I try to know what, know what they're talking about so I can know what I need to talk about. But during the protests, um, of course, the major white cities was protesting the longest, right? Um, the fights in Portland and Seattle, Washington, became so big, and and <laughs> um, while by the time black people stopped doing what they were doing and went back to work, they were still fighting over in Portland and over in Washington. Um. Even down in Charleston, there's a bunch of white people down in Charleston doing that shit. Um, and I'm saying it was black people too. Black people still protesting and all that stuff. But um, it also takes, what I'm saying here is it also takes people that look like the people trying to oppress you to get them off of you. Other than that, it's just because as long as there are people that look like your oppressors, standing up there with you they can't just codify everything into a these type of people thing because it's not just a black person thing it's not just a white person thing it's not just an asian person thing it is a problem for everyone at a certain level and it's really a problem for everyone because um you have rich white people that says the same thing when it comes to everything. Uh, you have right now, going back to um, the Roe versus Wade, there's rich. This is a, this is a woman 
problem, right? This is only going to affect women or people that do not identify as women but have women parts, if if we're going to be all inclusive here. Um, trying to be as, as inclusive as possible. But it's only going to affect, actually affect them firsthand. And then everyone else is a spill off of that, right? So a woman not having the right to choose whether she can have an abortion or not can possibly affect everyone. But firsthand, it's going to affect that woman, right? But we're not letting women fight this by themselves. It's probably more of a poor woman's problem as well because any law passed like this, I can guarantee you if a millionaire woman in Texas, part of the government, was to go out be out having fun or not having fun, no matter what, gets pregnant, but don't want that baby. And let's say it's during a circumstance where the father knows but the father doesn't want her to have that baby either. Let's just say it like this. Let's say a man goes out and has a whole bunch of sex with a woman that's not his wife. And he's a billionaire in Texas. He drives down the road with barrels of oil that he just opens up and kicks over on the side of the back of the truck so it could spill out on the road as he's driving by because he's balling like that dude. <laughs> Um, he's having sex with a bunch of women that's not his wife. One of them turns up pregnant. She goes back and tells him, and I bet I can guarantee you they won't even have to leave the county to go have an abortion, and it won't be soaking up again, right? <laughs> it's 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 a more of a poor person's problem, poor woman's problem, um, but we're not going to let them fight that by themselves. Um, so... Men will be stepping up. Black men will be stepping up. White men will be stepping up. Because everyone needs to step up for it. Like, this is not something that they should handle on their own. As in, black people is oppressed all the time. There are certain places where I live at right now that you can't move to if you don't want to live in a place that's called the plantation because they intentionally named these places plantations still, knowing what it means. Um, Confederate flags fly everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it, we are going through a walking PSD program all the time as black people, right? Black men as well because they pull over shots. <laughs> However, um, during the George Floyd riots, as I spoke of earlier, it was everybody. It wasn't just us, right? Um. Asians, when um, we kept picking on Japan, Japan ended up sending some bombers over here and bombing Pearl Harbor. Um, it was a sad day for America, right? Um, and we were picking on the Japanese people, and then after that, we sent two bombs over and totally obliterated everything. And I think this is going way off subject, so I'm, I'm going to leave it back on subject. So, they put Asians in concentration camps. And when 
they got up, still oppressed them, kept them being oppressed. Um, but part of the reason why Asians and black people are around each other so much, even though they try to make them say that we hate each other for some reason, is because uh, we stood up for them when they came out. Now there's a lot of tales out there say that once they got what they needed, they went over off, off about their business. But what they ended up doing is something that black people don't do a lot of, and that is they took care of each other and then take care of everyone else, right? So as black people, we take care of everyone else <laughs> better than we take care of each other. Our communities don't get together as heavy as they should. So um, that's something that we need to change in all. But when it comes to abortion, we need to make sure we stand up for our women as well. And by our women, I mean all the women. <laughs> and um, just to make it a little bit more complicated for everyone, there, there's states that's going to try to ban Plan B and UIDs, which means your only form of contraception would be the pill. And something tells me they're going to try to ban that as well. And Amy Coleman Barrett, which is the um, justice that was elected, that everyone kept reminding y'all that she was in a very um, orthodox portion of the evangelical church that's basically based, that Handmaid's Tale is based off of. Um, she released a statement that said that uh, basically people need to keep having babies so that people that want to adopt babies can adopt babies. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this is what we're going on. Um, that's straight up hand Handmaid's Tale things because um, that's what the Handmaid's Tale is about. Women that can still have babies have babies so that everybody else can adopt them. And that's <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I've I've been saying this for shoot. I've been doing this since 2016. It is 2022. I've been saying it for six years now. Um, we we need to stick together, do things together, and stop pushing each other apart. Because as long as we're fighting each other, we're not gonna be able to fight the fight. WNB, if you wanna, we gotta come get it. Players, we win it. All you gotta do is say, baby. WNB, hey, what you people want? Arr, arr, what you people want? <laughs> yeah, WNBA is out here. My LA Lakers ain't do shit this year, but my LA Sparks is killing it. I'm talking all this shit, and we only two games in. 
<laughs> but I am a big uh I'm not gonna pretend like I'm the biggest WNBA fan in the whole wide world. Right? But I am gonna say I am a big WNBA fan, especially compared to everybody else out there. No. Uh, I believe that the WNBA is just as good and probably better than the NBA. And here's why, right? So you got to look at the past, right? 90s, early aughts, NBA, dunking. You know what I'm saying? Defense. Heavy, some pushing going on. Some fighting going on, you know, like it was. It was very, really aggressive. You know what I'm saying? But the NBA, WNBA, and NBA is a little bit different from each other. Hold on, give me one second. I heard a big car roll by. Let me stop before it get too bad. All right, I got it. I got it. So, um, while the NBA was Getting softer, less aggressive. Who I want to say they wanted to go. They went back to fundamentals, more fundamentals, right? Uh, led by Stephen Curry and that long ass three point shot he started putting out there. Um, while that was happening, the WNBA got a little bit more aggressive. So they started out in the nineties, like um, form. It was all about form, like basically. I come from that age with Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops, Kim Parrott. Kim Parrott was my favorite player for a long time until Brittany Griner came out. Um, free Brittany Griner. Um, she's been in Russia for way too long. Like, America's not doing anything about it. But we we need to be – we don't pass how many billions of dollars over to um, Russia? I mean, Ukraine? And we can't say nobody up in Russia. Why the fuck is Putin? Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about why Putin is still alive after this. <laughs> um, But WNBA has been getting more aggressive, right? And I said her name earlier, but basically led by Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner could have played in the NBA. I mean, she didn't go into the draft. Um. She could have basically been on a team. She just wouldn't have been able to do, do much. Because physically, it's still a, a, a big difference between um, women and men, physically, in those sports. And counts me all you want. But, yeah, that, that shouldn't be happening. Um, I'm not saying that women can't play in a man's sport. But what I'm saying is um, the NBA is not a man's sport. It's just a sport that only men play in. <laughs> um, but women's swimming it's a women's sport so men shouldn't be into that no matter how much they claim they are women um, they feel like a woman but again um, we'll talk about that another time because it is WNBA time <laughs> anyway so the Sparks is out here sparking it up um, 2-0 through the season Liz Cambridge is out here uh, doing her thing. I forgot how many she's got. I think she's got like 27 or 31 or something. The last game, you got um, Brittany Sykes. 
she's up in there uh, doing her thing. Oh, Liz from Australia too. So when I, mean, I looked at it, like I, I follow her on Instagram, and um, I didn't recognize. Like I thought she was like I, I didn't know where she was from. Uh, I thought she was from America. Like when I saw, where did I think she was from? Miami. I thought she was from Miami or something. Um, and then I go look at her. I think I looked at her Wikipedia page first. It's how she was from Australia. Um, Brittany Sykes, though, um, she's a baller. Um, I kind of feel like she is the, I ain't going to say leader of the team, but it, it looks like a lot of stuff go through her. Like, she be out there balling, like breaking ankles and all that shit. So... <laughs> Um, Liz is more of the center type, so she 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 banging down bottom. You know what I'm saying? Um and then the my favorite in all of the WNBA as far as um favorite storyline is the I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. Ungumike sisters. Ungumike. Um and I probably said it wrong, but on um, one of the sisters I got introduced to when she came on, uh, what's that show called? Jalen and Kobe. Jalen and Jalen and Jacoby. I think that's what it's called. Uh, anyway, she she's been a host for the WNBA. I mean, for basically ESPN for a few years now um, because. Jalen and Jacoby came off of my automatic downloads about two years ago, maybe. And it was before that. So she, she's been around for a while. And, um, like, Nika is the – that was a point in time when they was like, oh, which one is the better sister? But over time, it, it, it became Nika is the um, better sister. They're both on the same team, and I want to see them win together. Um, as sisters, like I would really love to see them in playoffs, both of them on the court at the same time, and they just both have a, a good ass field day and just kill shit. You did. So as we did it with the Lakers, I had a lot of doubts with the Lakers in the beginning of the year. Um, however. LeBron, though, you know what I'm saying? You don't you don't ever vote against LeBron. I did not know Westbrook was going to play that horrible this year. And I don't – I'm not with everyone else on this. I don't think that uh, – I don't think Westbrook was such a detriment to the team that they cannot get back. What I saw in the Lakers is a lot different from what everyone else is saying. I didn't see Westbrook as the problem. I saw AD as the problem. Secondly, I saw the inability of LeBron and AD to stay healthy as the problem. Um, I'm not a Westbrook fan at all. I do so. I pull for storylines, so I do pull for the storyline that Westbrook could finally get a ring. However, I I think the bigger problem between in the Lakers over the past year was, first of all, well, let, let's say this whole, the Lakers need to trade their center. 
That was a dramatic pause for a reason. Here's why. Anthony Davis has only been steady on the Laker team for the year they won the championship. And even with that, they needed a four or five month hiatus, whatever. Um, so with that hiatus, he was able to come back and help them win the championship. Now you're going from that to less than half the games played for two years straight. And I think he got injured a lot during the year they won the championship as well. LeBron's overplaying. LeBron's old. LeBron's going to get hurt too. So what they need is a center that's going to stay there. Now, if they don't get rid of their first-string center, they need well, part of their recruiting is they need a strong-ass second-string center. Because one thing you know about Westbrook is Westbrook plays – a hell of a lot better when he has a strong center. And I think out of 82 games, those three people only played together about 20, 21 times. 21 to 23 times, I think. And you cannot win the championship with that much diversity. If two of your top three people can't stay healthy and one of your top three people has been injured for half the games for two consecutive seasons. Now, this is not a problem where um, AD can limp it into either one of those seasons. AD falls a lot. You fall a lot, it's going to be a problem. Jay Morant has ne- is having that problem in the playoffs right now. He falls a lot. Um, So with that, while I had all the expectations in the world, I had a lot of doubts. The Spark team, no doubts. They're 2-0 right now. I don't see no one that's going to beat them. <laughs> I don't see anyone that's going to beat them on the seven-game series. Uh, and I don't think they do seven in Sparks. Dang it. I don't think they do seven in WNBA. But if it was to go seven, don't see no one that could beat them out. Five, don't see no one that could beat them out. Three, don't see anyone that could beat them out because I don't see anyone that could beat them out three times, two times straight. I don't see anyone that could beat them two times straight. Nor three out of five times. <laughs> so... I'll check back in with y'all periodically about these spokes. But I think we're going to have a championship team in LA in a few months. Next subject. My life would be so much better if you was to drop dead. I would feel so much better. All right, I've gone on the record a few times and said, uh, if Putin was brown, he'll be dead by now. I almost want to end this, but <laughs> if Putin was brown, he'd be dead by now. Like, it's that simple. Like, Putin's getting away with everything he's getting away with because he's fair-skinned, and the world loves fair-skinned people. Putin is a terrorist. Putin has threatened nuclear war on the world. 
Putin <laughs> has a racist-ass country and kills people with the snap of his finger just because he wants to. Like, yeah, crazy. Putin is worse than Saddam Hussein. Putin is worse than Bin Laden. He's definitely worse than Bin Laden. Bin Laden, um, <laughs> that that's that's a lot of things I could go with Bin Laden, but we ain't gonna go there today. Um, definitely worse than Bin Laden. Um, we've killed, and when I say we've, uh, American insurgents has gone in and <clears throat> been part of a lot of socialist leaders dying. They they like to go and kill people off so that socialism can fail so they can say socialism doesn't work. Um, <laughs> but we all know we in America, it's socialism for businesses, so, which is okay. Um, I mean, not really, but that that's America right now. And until people change that, it's going to be America. However, uh, one thing we need to be consistent at is what we do to people when they are combative against us. And seems to me like right now we're not doing a damn thing about Putin. So we just sent, we done voted to send more money over to Ukraine than it would take to take every single person on the, in America and raise them to the level of lower Low class. I ain't gonna say low middle class. Low class. To the point where they can at least eat three times a day, have food and shelter, and could take a bath. <laughs> like we just sent more money to Ukraine than it would take to do that in America. But if you just send someone over there to take care of business when it comes to the guy that has threatened nuclear war and to threaten America plenty of times, then none of this would be a problem. So, I'm not going to say kill the motherfucker, but why isn't he dead? <laughs> you got the whole United Nations over there. Uh, when it was Saddam, uh, they sent millions of people out. Lots of people died. America was attacked by one person, Bin Laden, right? We was attacked by Bin Laden. And we sent people to go after Saddam Hussein when Saddam Hussein had been quiet for, shit, eight, nine years. I mean, he was doing this thing leading his own country over in the Middle East, but, I mean... He wasn't bothering America at that time. He talked shit like everybody else. But when it was a brown person, and I'm not, I'm not saying that these people are good people. I'm, what I'm saying is, when it was a brown person talking all that shit and threatening wars and stuff, like we got rid of them. When it's a white person that's doing it. We don't understand. We're not fighting him directly. We're sending billions of dollars to another country to fight him. 
Meanwhile, there are um, other countries at war right now that we could definitely help. Yemen um, is at the point of starvation. This is going to be probably the biggest loss of people due to, due to starvation in the history of the world. In Ethiopia, I'm, I'm sorry, in Yemen right now. Yemen right now. I mean, they attacked America too. As a matter of fact, I got in some trouble in Yemen because I was there right after the code and something happened that I wasn't going to let happen. Well, something almost happened that I wasn't going to let happen, but because of Geneva conventions, got in trouble for it. So I was there. I understand what happened, what went on, but their kids are starving. They're in the middle of a war right now. Civil. So war, war amongst themselves. We're not doing anything to help these kids out over there. Ethiopia is also in the war. We're not doing anything to help them out. We might be sending a couple of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars somewhere. Maybe if you collect it all up. Between every effort, you might got a couple million going to each place. Million with an M. <laughs> but the fact that most of y'all have never have not heard that Yemen and Ethiopia, and I could guarantee that most of y'all have not heard that Ethiopia and Yemen are having a war right now and are going through a lot of problems. That also tells you how much money has been sent to these people. Know what I'm saying? So with all that being said, yeah, um, why are we wasting all the time on something that we can handle so quickly? Right? It's not like he's hiding. He's not going deep over, deep up in Russia to try to hide from anybody. He's right there. He's out there smiling. Smiling your face all the time. They want to take your place. He's not backstabbing. He's doing it. I mean, he is stabbing people in the backs, but that's only because um, they try to run away after he choked them after death with some poison and while they running away like oh i need to see you die then he starts stabbing them like it, <laughs> it ain't no <laughs> this is not cool at all it, it's it's not cool that while this is happening like he gets to live it's not cool that he gets to live and everybody's out here suffering because of him but I digress. And on my way out, um, the thing that I want to say is, as I've been saying, um, and I'm going to continue to say throughout this year and as far as I can foresee, there's a lot going on out there, y'all. Um, on Freestyle Friday, we will I'll get back to the music and get back to the fun, get back to the interviews. But... Um, Right now, I want to take a lot of time and talk to you guys about what's going on, like what is really going on right now. And make sure you guys know that you need to take care of each other. <laughs> take care of yourselves. And have 
a great week. Take care and be safe. Holla.